Speaks. I am your host, Lori LeBay. And um, for those of you that are new to our show, basically Alzheimer Speaks is an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. It was created due to my own mother living with dementia for 30 years, which was life-changing. And so I stepped out of a very comfortable career in real estate and decided to see if I could make a difference in the world of dementia because our family felt really lost and isolated and felt a need for more resources and products and tools and we just didn't even know where to start or where to find them. So that really is our goal is to connect all people at all levels who are on this journey and it's really been uh, fun and, and quite an honor to be able to meet people from all around the world. We also help companies expand their brand footprint by leveraging our content. So for our audience, I have to say thank you. It is you guys who have gotten us recognized by so many wonderful um, people like Oprah, people like Oprah and Maria Shriver and Dr. Oz and AARP. None of that would have happened without your clicks, your likes and your shares. You see, a lot of times we don't think that those things are important, but they have great meaning to people who need information and resources regarding dementia. And many of them are probably in your circle of family and friends, and you don't even know that they're dealing with it because people still don't feel comfortable talking about it. But the more information we can have out there for them, the easier it's going to be for them to grab it when the time is right for them. Now, people can find more information about our initiatives and projects in different platforms that we have, from our blog to panel of people with dementia, take conversations with two memory cafes, and becoming a dementia-friendly community or business. Just go to alzheimerspeaks.com, and you can check us out there. I also want to give a shout out to Dementia Action Alliance. They are having their second North American Dementia Conference. They really feature people with dementia. Um, they speak, they're going to be doing art display, and uh, it sounds like an auction on some of their art. Uh, a lot of fun, different things. So check them out. That's June 20th through the 22nd down in Atlanta, Georgia. And just go to daanow.org. That's daanow.org. And then last, I'm going to just give a shout out to Gable Pines. I've been working with them on doing several um, uh, educational programs for them. May this Friday 7th, we are going to be doing a screening and talkback of the film A Timeless Love. It was prior called His Neighbor Phil. It is free and open to the public at Gable Pines in Venice Heights, Minnesota. Just give them a call, 651-829-3171. That's 651-829-3171. 3171, and that's May 10th. We're going to be doing the talk back and screening of the film. And then May 17th, we're going to be doing our, our last educational program, same time, 10 30, 12 30, called Shifting from uh, Crisis to Comfort. 
So feel free to, again, join us there for uh, free education and take a tour of their community as well. Now today, we are talking with a young gal who is really out trying to make a difference. Her name is Rihanna Patterson, and she is the founder of uh, Dominica Dementia Foundation, which specializes in assisting those living with any form of dementia, and she wants to help provide support to family members and their care partners as well. She is a TEDx speaker, and she was named Queen's Young Leader in 2017. She's also pursuing her bachelor's degree in psychology and is also a Royal Commonwealth Associate member. So welcome, Rihanna. How are you today? Thanks for having me. I'm feeling really good about this um, radio interview. Well, good. Well, um, I always like to ask uh, every one of my guests, what brought them into this realm of dementia? Were you touched by it in your own family or circle of friends? Oh, yeah, I was saying my grandfather had it and passed away with it in 2013. That's always a difficult thing to, to deal with. How long did he live with dementia? He didn't really live that long. I think it was a couple months. It was very progressive. Wow, that is that is quick. That is very quick. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. And sorry for your loss, but I'm glad to have gained you in the community of dementia and making a difference. Why don't you tell us how, how your foundation came about? Okay, so it was sometime after college. And uh, I was just thinking, what's the next step for me? Uh, should I just go university or have a gap year? So I decided to take a gap year. And then I thought of like, what should I do in my gap year? And um, I made a list of things that I want to accomplish in life already. So I reverted back to it. And then one of them had sought an organization. But I just thought, what organization would I start anyways? you know? So then I thought about my life experience and things like that. And I think the most, the the kind of um, experience that stuck out for me was when my grandfather had dementia. So I thought, right, well, this is what I want to do now. I want to pioneer this thing. Well, that's neat. What What did your parents and friends think of that decision? My mom and them were very supportive of me, I would say. I came to them to ask if I could share our story, and they was like, sure. And yeah, they just backed me up, and they're still supporting me to this day. Oh, that's that's wonderful. That's I, As a parent, I would be really, really proud of you, and I'm sure they are as well. Now, being a young person and tackling this global issue, um, what, what is that like? What does that mean? Uh, what, what kind of weight does that hold for you? Yeah, I feel like I have quite a big responsibility, especially as the foundation is the only dementia foundation in the country that we have, like, we're tackling, you know, things on a domestic, regional, and international level. So, yeah, it's a lot to think about, but we just take it one day at a time helping one person at a time. So are you a, a non-for-profit or are you a for-profit organization? I know every country kind of structures that differently. Yeah, we're a not-for-profit organization, so charitable organization. Okay, wonderful. And what types of, of things do you do, you know, kind of globally and, and then locally? 
And how do you reach people? Okay, so domestically, we have a Dementia Friends program. So I worked with the Alzheimer's Society to um, develop a program for Dominica. So yeah, it's kind of just working alongside the foundation. And internationally, I think um, representing the foundation at different conferences or events, like recently I went to Facebook for their um, social media course on how to uh, develop kind of audience on social media. And I think that's also how we reach people because Facebook was one of the social media platforms that we first introduced our organization on. And then, yeah, just grew a following from there. So, yeah. Okay. So, um, in, in your country, how are people handling dementia? I mean, is it, is it diagnosed or, you know, some, some doctors aren't telling people I know here in the U S and, um, different cultures handle it all differently. Some talk about it openly. Others say this is a family issue. No one else needs to know. How is it dealt with in Dominique? I think overall there is a stigma of mental health, not just in Dominica, but in the Caribbean and globally, as you already know. So, um, yeah, I would say that people, I think, first of all, people need to be, um, need to be aware of what dementia is because they might take it for something else and just ignore it and be like, oh, it's nothing, you know, it's just a part of aging whereas it's not really a normal part of aging. So I think a bit of both happens there. Some people get diagnosed, some just stay home because they just feel like it's just, it's not a serious thing that needs to be dealt with by a doctor. Uh, yeah, I think there is a lot of cultural differences when it comes to dealing with dementia, definitely. Do you have much for like memory care or assisted living? Um, communities there do people just stay with their families yeah um, most of the time people just stay home there are residential care homes across Dominica so if it gets too much um, they could put their families in a care home and um, get care from caregivers and so on so yeah that's basically the two ways it can work out and how are how are care homes funded there? Is that something that they pay for privately or is that covered by the government? Yeah, there are one or two care homes that's privately funded. So they'll just get funding from um, residents that stay there from their families, you know, to keep them at the home and so on. Some of them are governmental based or um, charitable donations. Um, keep them going so it's that kind of thing in terms of services that are available to people are there support groups is that something that's common over there or something that maybe you're looking at developing we are trying to develop support groups especially ones that are like online because most people are on social media uh, I think it's just more efficient that way for our country um, but physical support groups, it might be a bit expensive to develop right about now. But we are looking into um, doing that in the future. I know that there are a couple organizations that have 
um, support groups or health um, helplines that you can uh, call into to seek help. But yeah, that's about it. Here in the U.S., you know, one of the biggest complaints are when families do get diagnosed, you know, their their doctor basically just gives them a prescription. They might give them another appointment and then they say, get your affairs in order, but they don't really give them any any resources. What happens over there when someone gets diagnosed at the doctor? I mean, when someone gets diagnosed, then they look into treatment methods. Um, but in terms of resources, not, I wouldn't say um, a lot of resources are given in terms of like information or so on. There is no like um, specific place that you can uh, get that or get it in the um, hospitals. So, yeah. Okay. And then do your like paramedics or police, are they trained at all in dementia? I know that's something that we're, we're finally starting to, to get to here in the United States. We've been kind of behind the eight ball compared to a lot of other, other countries. No, they're not trained in um, dementia care, unfortunately, but I feel like through the program that we have, the Dementia Friends, we can um, train different people in different sectors, like um, the policemen and the paramedics, because it's integral, because they deal with different cases, especially when it comes to the elderly and um, the police force, because elder abuse is quite real. And I feel that they can um, deal with it a bit better if they have a general understanding of what dementia is. Do you know offhand, and not to put you on the spot, but what the statistics are? And I know sometimes statistics in a country can be really difficult if people aren't getting diagnosed or if they're not going to the doctor. Um, or maybe they're just not tracking that. Um, do you guys have any statistics there in Dominica? Uh, no, not at this time, actually. What I'm trying to do is um, disseminate a survey that's going on by the Alzheimer's Disease International Organization because they're um, trying to get statistics from each country for their global Alzheimer's report. So I'm just... Um, yeah, sharing it out to persons in Dominica and hoping we can use that as our stats for the time. Yeah, it can be a difficult thing, you know, just when you're just starting out and, and getting people to feel comfortable and safe enough to, to share that kind yeah. of information because of, like you said, because of the stigmas and stuff. What are some of your, your thoughts on the, the challenges with, with mental health and and dementia specifically in Dominica? I think the challenge is, is not enough support for persons with dementia and funding. There's no known funding for uh, persons with dementia in Dominica. So getting the right technology, if you will, or uh, treatment might be a bit costly and out of everyone's budget. Um, so it would be good to have some type of funding there for them. And uh, yeah, I think that's basically it. It's basically um, resources and so on. If there were more resources, I think that would be very helpful. Do you have um, other team members or is it kind of just you right now trying to get this off off the ground? I know usually with a nonprofit, there's a, there's a board 
but they may or may not be involved in kind of that grassroots talking with the community and, and connecting. How, how does that work for you? Yeah, we have a board. I'm actually not on the board. I'm just the founder. I was on the board um, at the starting and then we had a shift in um, change of board. As you know, usually you do that annually. So uh, there's someone else mandating it now, but I'm still quite involved in the foundation. So yeah, we have a president, um, vice president, secretary, PRO, and treasurer at the moment. Okay. And then as far as um, your social media, is that mostly chatting back and forth or do you do kind of Zoom meetings with people or have like Zoom support meetings? We actually don't have Zoom support meetings, but I think that would be a good idea to start the support groups um, because I feel like it's just more personal and you can really connect with people that way. Do you feel that the people in Dominica even know the, the different types of dementia that are available? And then I also wanted to ask, um, what terms are commonly used? Because I know here in the U.S. people kind of say memory loss or they categorize everything as Alzheimer's disease, but there's multiple different types of dementia and categories. So it's interesting to find out um, kind of what the language is of the everyday people in, in other countries. Yeah, uh, people back home call it dementia or they'll call it senility or being senile, which I don't like, <laughs> but trying to change the stigma touch with um, how we talk about dementia. And um, I would say that, I mean, the language communication is not too bad, but we do a lot of like dementia awareness in terms of dementia as a general umbrella and also Parkinson's. We did a lot of Parkinson's awareness in April last year and we've hosted will alzheimer's month um for two years i think it was 2016 and 2017 so i think people have a general idea that there are different types of dementia out there okay um if someone in in dominica was listening right now who was thinking maybe they had dementia symptoms, but they hadn't been diagnosed yet, what would your recommendation be to them? I would say to visit the local geriatric, um, visit the psychiatric unit, get in touch with the hospitals. We have two of them, I believe, <laughs> two main hospitals. So one in Portsmouth, one in Roseau. So get in contact with either of them or contact a local psychologist. There's quite a few on the island so yeah i would just say to get in contact with any mental health professional on on grounds okay so do you have um over there any kind of um neurology clinics i know here in the u.s those are popping up and becoming much stronger people call them neurology clinics some people call them memory clinics they're i mean they're they're changing the names kind of all the time trying to change of terminology um no we don't actually have any neurological clinics at the moment is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience no not this time i don't think 
I thank you for for taking this time with us. I know this was late at night for you compared to me. It's the middle of the middle of the day here in Minnesota. Um, and they can reach you, Rihanna, on Facebook if they just go to Dominica Dementia Foundation. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, we also have a website now, which is just Dominica Dementia foundation.org well thank you so much again for spending time with us today i really appreciate it uh very much hi everyone this is meredith from the senior fitness with meredith podcast where i discuss all things for seniors from fitness your health and wellness journeys how to be all over strong and beyond i also have my mini podcast called motivation with meredith it's a great quick motivational pick-me-up for your days Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.